What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Buzzer Leader Podcast. Today, we have an absolutely jam-packed episode. We're going to be talking about the playoffs. I know we haven't been active in a long time. We'll be starting off um, just going through an overview of every single round of the playoffs so far. And then, you know, reflecting on what the finals may look like. Um, But yeah, I'm here with a very special guest, John. Hey, guys. Yeah, very, very, thank you very much for your time today, man. It means a lot. Um, but let's get started. So the NBA playoffs, um, let's start in the East and then we'll move to the West. So round one, Miami, Atlanta, it was, this was the number one versus number eight seed team. Um, Miami ended up winning 4-1. Right, um, it wasn't that close, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, that Miami defense and with Jimmy Butler absolutely going off in the playoffs, Atlanta really didn't have a chance of winning that. Yeah, and it's weird though, because last year Atlanta was the team that made the Eastern Conference Final. So people thought that this series was going to be an upset for Miami. Um, they thought it might go to six or seven where Atlanta wins, but it was completely the opposite. Miami kind of just cruised through the series. It was very easy for them. Um, yeah, very, very easy. Yeah, so Atlanta didn't really make any changes during the offseason, so it tells you how random the playoffs could really be at times. Yeah, and what do you think this says about Trey Young? So Trey Young, like he got locked up some games. He had some, I think he had a good game or two, but other than that, he was pretty much locked up. Like he had some games where he had eight or nine points. Um, at the end of the day, when you're being guarded by Jimmy Butler, um, just different players, like that uh it's gonna be really hard to score at the end of the day yeah when you're playing a team seven seven times in a row or four times in a row they're gonna figure out how to like guard you better and how to play you better so at the end of the day it's not his fault but yeah there's nothing you could really do about that i think it's interesting though because i think i don't know atlanta has to make changes this offseason like there's no question about it they have trey young who's like a budding star um john collins Clint Capella. I kind of feel like they're going to get rid of John Collins. I don't know why. I think um, they should move John Collins. Yeah, because I think they need like to freshen up a little bit and make some change so they can be like a top five, top six seed next year. Um, do they have a lottery pick this year? No, they do not. Ooh. I think they have like this. They probably have like 17, 18, something like that. It, that's a team that's built by the draft. Like they, it drafted, they drafted Herder, Collins. Trey Young. What do you think about the idea of Trey Young and the Luka Doncic Trey Young trade being like one of the most even trades? Do you think that's true? It's crazy. I think it's true. So Luka's a way better player. Like I, I don't even get why people like get that mixed up. Trey and Luka will never be at the same level. Luka's already done some things like some all-time NBA players haven't done yet. And he's like 22. So Trey... Luka's going to end up being a great player. They're both going to be Hall of Famers, I think, at the end of the day. Um, But I think it worked out at the end, right? Because Dallas loves their European players. They had Dirk, right? And they got their European star. And Atlanta wanted a player that's very, like... Atlanta is a city that needs a lot of glitz and glamour. It's a big party city, I guess. So it needs a lot of glitz and glamour. I think Trang was just the guy for that. Luka still would have been amazing if he went there, but I don't think he would have been the same persona, you know, icy Trey had. Um, I feel like if you put them on their opposite teams, I feel like the Hawks would go way further than, the, than they did this year. And I True. feel like the Mavericks would not get as far because when you have a player like Luka, he really affects winning. Yeah. At the end of the day, he, he controls the pace of the game. He really gets wherever he wants to get. Um, and he's really one of the hardest players to guard, I'm convinced, at this point. Yeah. And I actually, yeah, I, I I mean, I guess, I think if you did switch teams, like, I think the Hawks would for sure be way better than Dallas if they, uh, you know, never made the trade. But I don't know. I feel like in, in a way, it worked out for both teams. And uh, I wouldn't say it was a bad trade on the Hawks' end. Yeah, no, for sure. It was a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next round. So the next round. Sorry, not next round. Next series in the first round. Philadelphia, Toronto. Um, Philadelphia ended up winning four-two. 
this was a weird series, right? Because Philadelphia was up, and then Toronto made a comeback, and then they just not much to talk about here, right? Or I don't know. What do you not think? Really, but at times I feel like the 76ers could be really like an unfocused team. Like one game they're they're up by 30, the next game they lose by 10 or 15. Yeah. Um, and this really should not. I have they should not have dropped two games to the Toronto Raptors to be honest yeah. with you. I agree with you. And we're gonna talk a lot about the Sixers in the next round when we, when we cover the Heat Sixers. Mm-hmm. I mean that's gonna be a fun one to talk about. Um but yeah I don't yeah they're very unfocused which is kind of annoying um especially if you're a Sixers fan but yeah I think this was a Everyone saw the Philadelphia beating Toronto this like unless you're a hardcore Toronto fan, everyone in the NBA saw this this series. So yeah. Next series, Milwaukee, Chicago. Okay. This was actually my upset series. I actually had Chicago winning in seven. They ended up losing four one. Um Milwaukee is really hard to bet against in my books because they they always have Giannis, who's going to get 40 most nights in the playoffs, but I don't know. I feel like, yeah, it should have went way further than five games. To yeah. be honest with you, Chicago was like that team at the beginning of the year, and they really have nothing to show for it now. And I'm pretty sure they're going to lose Levine this year, too. Coming to the Lakers, guys. He's coming to the Lakers. Average no. Lakers fan here. But... No, yeah, Chicago was like number one seed. Remember when they were on like number one, number two seed, and they're like, you know, on like a ten game streak, ten game winning streak, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like everybody was going crazy. Like, oh, Chicago's, you know, that team. Demar Rosen's MVP candidate. Then they dropped at the end of the season to the sixth yeah. seed. So I mm-hmm. thought, okay, they still have it in them. They're well coached. Billy Donovan, um, you know, good stars. Patrick Williams stuck. Oh. On paper, they're an amazing team. Oh, yeah. Amazing. They didn't have Lonzo, too. And I think Lonzo played yeah. a really big part in why they did so well in the beginning of the season. And he wasn't there, like, the whole back end of the season, which is really crazy. Um, yep. But I don't know. It is what it is. We'll see what changes Chicago makes. Like you said, I think Zach Levine's out. I, I don't think he'll be there. But what I do think Chicago should do is sign and trade. Yeah, for sure. They definitely, if they lose Levine, they're, they're, gonna, they're probably going to be a lottery team again. Yeah, no, that's why I think if they sign and trade, like I was ex- like looking at these uh, trade possibilities for Levine, and one of them was uh, between Chicago and Dallas. And it was Levine to Dallas for... Um, Dinwiddie? No, maybe it was Dinwiddie. No, I think it was Brunson. Brunson in a first rounder. Dinwiddie is going to be a free agent this year, I think. So I don't think that would work. Or next year. But yeah, I think it was Brunson, a first rounder. Which at the end of the day, Brunson's not nearly as good as Zach Levine, But you're still getting something in, in return for nothing. If he just walks away in free agency. Free yep. agency. So I don't know. It's interesting. That would be interesting to see yeah. him on Dallas with Luka. And I kind of want to see Chicago do well. I mean... Mm-hmm. Chicago's like my little side team right now, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, Boston, Brooklyn. Oh no! Brooklyn. I'll let you start off with this. One. I know you have a lot to say about this. I had this game. I had this series going seven games, like wire to wire games too, but it was not even close. Brooklyn. I could not believe that Brooklyn could not win one game after how close the first game was. They missed off like. What, like a spinning layup? <laughs> yeah, spinning spinning Tatum layup. <sighs> yeah. The fact that I've never seen Kevin Durant guarded like that. To hold yeah. him to like, what, 20 points every game? Yeah. Crazy. Mostly free throws too. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and they made Kyrie Irving. He scored, but like he wasn't a factor in the games. Yeah. And the fans are going crazy on him. I, this was a weird series. I, I really think if they won game one, Tatum didn't make that spitting layup. I really think the Nets would have won the whole series. Because I really think the Nets work off momentum. 
yeah, it really when they hit that spinning layup, it really had set the tone for the like the entire series. Yeah. And then who knows? Maybe they would have gone all the way to the finals, and now it would be Warriors next, which would be amazing. KD playing his old team. Yeah, KD playing his old team. Uh, Kyrie versus Steph again. I mean, I don't know. It's it's. I honestly had the Nets winning in five before the series started. I didn't see like Boston. Remember, like in January or February, Boston was not doing well. Everyone said, "Okay, Boston has to break up." They were like seventh seed or something. And then at the end, they made like a really strong rally for the playoffs, and they became the second seed. Um, so I, I didn't think Boston was actually legit. Legit. Um, Brooklyn, though, Brooklyn disappointed, and I don't think that they're going to make changes in the off season too, like any big changes. I heard about some like sign in trade that Brooklyn was open to like some sign in trades for Kyrie, but I'm not sure really? like the validity of those claims. Okay, I didn't know about that. Um, but I mean, that's I think they just have to change something because Los Angeles would be a prime destination for Kyrie. Yeah, LA. Um, who would they get in return? Like Westbrook, Westbrook, maybe. I don't know who else. No, they don't really have anyone else on contract, right? Or yeah. Tucker. Um, yeah. That's basically it. But if if Boston makes the finals, this has to be like the craziest half-season turnaround in NBA history. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then also Boston. I mean, we'll talk about this later throughout this episode, but Boston actually had... Um, like they had one of the hardest shots at the conference finals. They played the Nets, they played the Bucks. Yeah. While the Heat played Atlanta, they played the Sixers, the broken up Sixers. Those were the two favorite teams, right? Um, Mo- yep. uh, Brooklyn and Milwaukee, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it was the same for the West, right? Golden State and... Golden State and Phoenix, right? Oh, no, 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 never mind. It was, Golden uh, State was not there. No, no one expected. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was, uh, they were three and four in the West. Mm-hmm. Golden State and Dallas. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's an upsetting series. I really think that the Nets need to make some sort of, they need to make some sort of change. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I... I really don't know what they could do. They have like a really great roster. They have good coaching. Yeah. But they're probably going to go in that direction to make a change in terms of like changing the coach. Do you think they have a good coach? Do you think Steve Nash is a good coach? Or see more of his like. To be honest with you, I really don't know. I feel yeah. like I feel like he draws up good plays and like he encourages the players well, but. To be honest with you, if you switched him with, say, Jason Kidd or something, I think the series would be really, really different. Mm-hmm. He's a good. I mean, we'll talk to we'll talk about him later. But he's a he's a good coach. Yeah. Like I I did not think this much of him when he was in the Lakers bench as an assistant. Um, like he he should be the Lakers head coach right now. Um, but that's a di- whole different like discussion. But. I don't know. I just don't think Steve Nash is it. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot from him. Yeah, he's only been coach for like, what, two seasons? Yeah. And it was a quick two seasons, too. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Brooklyn has to make changes. Um, The fact that they were two inches from the finals last year when Katie's foot was on the line is crazy to me. And swept next year in the first round. Swept. When they added another star, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. But they also did lose Harden, so you have to wonder how much he affects winning, too. That's true. He did not have that good of a playoffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Harden had a terrible playoff run. Um, Mm -hmm. But next up, Phoenix Pelicans. Phoenix ended up winning 4-2. Pelicans rallied at the end. They were... I mean, they were they were showing some fight. It's it for Pelicans fans. It's really good. It shows yeah. them that they could like complete compete in the playoffs with what was like one of the favorite teams. Um, but yeah, they don't. They didn't even have Zion during the series, so 
Yeah, I mean, this is encouraging for Pelicans fans, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would be so, like, the fact, yeah, like you said, they made the playoffs. They won two games in the playoffs against the number one seed. Yep. Um, and they were like pretty competitive in some of their losses. Yeah. Um, they lost four times. I think they were competitive in like two of their losses. Um, they found some gems this season, right? They had good coaching. Willie Green turned out to be a really good coach. Herb Jones, and then Grand Theft Alvarado. Like yeah. some gems. They found some gems this year. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to be a problem in the West next year for sure. You think so? Yeah. Next year right away? Yeah, they have a fully healthy Zion now. And you have well, players yeah. like McCollum, uh, Alvarado, who's going to play well on defense for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they still have Ingram too, which is like 30 points a night. Yeah. Wait, why did Zion get cleared? Zion got cleared like two days ago, right? I was reading about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, if only he could have got cleared like two weeks ago, it would have been a very different story. But yeah, I don't know. I have to disagree with you. That I don't think they're going to be a problem next year. Really? I think like two or three years. Oh, yeah. Maybe. But you know what? They could be like the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies came out of nowhere and were a problem. Do you think they're going to do the same thing next year? I think so. I think I think the Grizzlies are actually legit. Like beginning of the year, first half of the season until like Christmas, I was like, these Grizzlies are gonna fall off. We're not even gonna make the playoffs. But I tend to be a pessimist for younger teams making like doing well. Mm-hmm. I tend to think like they have to have a lot of veteran leadership, which was not the case. The Grizzlies and might not need to be the case for the Pelicans next year. But I don't know. Zion's a game changer. Yeah, definitely. In his second season, he averaged what like 27 points per game. He's, yeah, 20, 27 and 8 or something. He's going to make an impact, like, no matter what way you look at it. Like, he's an all-star. No problem. He has all the hype. Pelicans have that momentum from this year. I, I see your point. They could be a, kind of a problem. But the thing is, the West has so many... There's only eight teams that can make the... Like, I could already tell you teams I think that are going to be better than the Pelicans next year. The Warriors. Mm-hmm. The Grizzlies, Phoenix, better than the Pelicans, okay. Um, Dallas, Denver back with Jamal Murray. And Michael Porter Jr. And Michael Porter Jr. And maybe Utah? No, Utah's breaking it up. They already said it's you think so? Yeah. So so five teams better. So it means at best there are 60. I think Gobert said that he's not willing to play with... Um, Mitchell anymore. He said, either move him or move me. You know what? Yeah. So, segueing into that, like you said, yeah, I, Dallas and Utah played Dallas 1 4 2. And like you said, Gobert is, I think they're breaking it up for sure. They have to. Like, they've been to the playoffs so many times in like the past five years and they haven't made it past like what, the second round? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Never and they have past to the second round, like the bubble. Huh. They had the one seed last year or the year before? The year, I think last year, actually. One or two yeah. seed, yeah. And they did nothing. <laughs> yeah, Utah is... They've got to break it up. And they're for sure pro-Donovan Mitchell, which means Gobert is out of there. Yep. Um, Maybe Dallas? I don't know. I heard some other rumors that he wanted Where? to be in Golden State. Golden State. I don't know how reliable it is coming from a Golden State fan. But, I mean, no, that would be crazy. I don't know. That, honestly, that would be pretty crazy. You have an amazing... Do- oh my gosh, imagine Draymond and Gobert. Mm-hmm. And then you have Looney backing him up yeah, too. That's kind of scary. But yeah, that would be really scary actually. <laughs> um, I just hope... I, I think he'll be a good fit in Dallas. Dallas needs a good center. Dwight Powell, not cutting it. Yeah. It'd be a good great backup though. Um who do you think they could pair with Luca like to where yeah, they that's a good question. I don't know. It's cause the thing is they need to pair someone with Luca, right? There's they're not like a team that could go all the way with just Luca. I mean heck, they made the conference finals with just Luca. If they add another star, they're for sure a valid team. What other stars are there? Zach Levine, but he's not really that much of a different defensive player, which might hurt them. Mm-hmm. Is Gobert a star? I don't know. He's an all-star. I think Luca would make him look like a star. 
Do you think so? So, but I can't imagine Gobert catching lobs like all day. But you had him in um, Utah where he really wasn't getting the ball from Donovan True. and he was still averaging like around 16 points. And you know what? I Some crazy stat I was reading. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert have the least amount of passes between each other in the whole entire NBA. Between like all star, like between NBA's, yeah. like between that, starters. That can't happen between your two best players. Exactly. Like, I think on average, Gobert would catch a pass from Mitchell, but they would pass to each other four times a game. Yeah. As opposed to other duos, like I think AD and LeBron, like 22, 22 times a game or something, which four times a game, that's crazy. That's, that's like, you could do that all in one play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, it, I think it all starts with um, 2020 when he got COVID and he really got upset with Gobert and said he wasn't willing to play with him anymore. I mean, yeah, that's upsetting. I mean, yeah. what Gobert did is upsetting, and I don't blame Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's one of my favorite players in the NBA. Yeah. Him, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal. I really like those two players. Don't know why. I just like their play styles. But so if they trade, like, let's say, let's explore some trading here. So let's say they trade Gobert to Ma- uh, the Mavs. Do that. Does that mean that they bring Spencer Dinwiddie to Utah for a year? I think so. I think they bring Dinwiddie and maybe Powell or Kleber. I uh-huh. I don't see but that. That's not cutting it for Donovan Mitchell. Like, how does that make Donovan Mitchell any better? But I mean, it's Utah, so <laughs> they've made some questionable decisions in the past. I don't know. Because they have a lot of guard power already. They have Jordan Clarkson. And I can't imagine... I mean, Dinwiddie and Clarkson are very similar players to me. They're like really good six men. Mm-hmm. But Dinwiddie could also be a great starter. Was Dinwiddie, was Dinwiddie coming off the bench in Dallas? Um, in, the, in the playoffs, yes, I think. I, I think it was Brunson. Always, I think he was always coming with, like, playing with the second unit, though. Yeah, and he does that best. Like, he, he, because he knows he's the best player in the second unit from both teams, like, he'll absolutely just demolish. He has confidence. Um. He's a good player. But same time, you know, it has to be a win-win. I just don't see the Jazz getting any better when they trade Gobert to the Mavs. But we'll see. I just want what's best for uh, Donovan Mitchell, honestly. Um, next up, Golden State, Denver. I'll let you start with this one because this is your team, Golden State. Um, I watched all of these games and it Golden State seemed unfocused at times times to like Philadelphia um yeah with Golden State I really feel like they're up and down to be honest with you some days they're like moving and passing and hitting shot after shot but other days it just seems like they're like slow and turning the ball over way too much so I feel like this this series was a great projection for the rest of the playoffs um but yeah it was not close (laughs) yeah it was, yeah, and I think the, the Nuggets need Jamal Murray back for sure. Yeah. Like, look at the stats. Let's see. Guess how many points Jamal Murray averages in the playoffs. Let's see. He, he's a playoff player. He is a playoff player. And let's see, playoffs. Jamal Murray. Oh, my. In the 2020 playoffs, he averaged 27 points, seven assists, and five rebounds. I mean, this is all NBA type of numbers. Yeah. Like, in the playoffs. So, like, they missed him, and I think they need him back next year, and he'll be a big help. And then you even said it, Michael Porter Jr. Um, so, I think Denver, for sure, coming back in, like, the top four next year. Yep. they're def- I think they're going to go to the Western Conference Finals next year. Yeah, I think that they take what Dallas has this year. So, yeah. Dallas is, like, four. They're, like, pretty good. But I, I still think Golden State, Phoenix... I mean, they were not six, Memphis. They were a six seed without Murray or MPJ. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting team to keep an eye out for. I don't think they're going to make offseason changes, um, just because they're already really good. But we'll see. Um, Memphis, Minnesota. Ooh, this was a fun one. I was so rooting for Minnesota because I did not so want to see the Grizzlies in the second round. So fun. Minnesota fell apart. Just yeah. 
just to say it brutally honest like the, this um this series was so fun though yeah it was really cool to watch but minnesota blew like 20 point leads in two or three games so yeah it was i mean the moment the play in the playing game ended and patrick beverly went on the like waving to everyone standing on yeah, the whatever you call it the scoring podium or whatever uh-huh. scoreboard that was like i knew that this series was going to be so fun to watch and you had Patrick Beverly and John Morant here. Um, and Ja played amazing this series. If you can get a buzzer reader or two. Yeah, um, I think I think he hit two. Yeah. And, but Minnesota blue leads, like you said. Do you see Minnesota being like like next year? Do you see Minnesota, you know, becoming better? Like better than seventh seed? If they make no changes, no. If they do make changes and they like what type of change do they need i think they need to move russell at this point he was really he was a non-factor in these playoffs and yeah i feel like when you have edwards towns and russell you have mm-hmm. two ball dominant players in edwards and russell mm-hmm. that's never gonna work i've always been like a believer in that that if you have yeah. two ball dominant players you're not gonna get very far so yeah, I think they need to move Russell and maybe change their coaching. Because what, what's their coach's name? Um, shoot, I, I actually don't know. Whatever his name was, he made some pretty questionable decisions during the first round. His name is, oh, yeah, yeah, Chris Finch. Yeah. He's a young guy. He's a very young guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, you know, he did make some very questionable decisions but I don't know what would they need instead of D'Angelo Russell I, I don't know like some type of point guard that's maybe maybe a sign and trade to Los Angeles too because D'Angelo Russell is a free oh, agent yeah. right is he oh I didn't know that I'm not sure hold on um I I mean I I, I would love for him to come to LA it's a win you know I think he'd fit very well in the Clippers though better than the Lakers Oh yeah, I was I was just talking about this too. Like, if you moved, okay, this is kind of off topic, but if you moved Jackson and switched him for Westbrook in LA, who Jackson would, who? would like go further? Jackson who? Jaron Jackson? Reggie Jackson, like from the Clippers. Oh, the Clippers for sure. So if you put Westbrook on the Clippers and Westbrook compliments the Clippers way better than he compliments the Lakers. Yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. Like if you move those, he'd be a players, star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would be back to his old self. Because you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard who play off the ball sometimes. Yeah, and you know what the thing is, you know what? I even forgot to mention that when we were talking about the Pelicans, how many teams are better than them? Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot to mention the Clippers. The Clippers are, I think, going to be better than the Pelicans next year. Clippers are like could be a they could come and become a top three seed in the West. Yeah, that's how good this team is, and people forget. Mm-hmm. They were so a two West, seed, uh-huh. like they were a two seed like two years ago, right? Yeah. So like I just see Minnesota being a planned team for the foreseeable future. I unless they make like some crazy huge trade for some star. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, they're a very up and down team. Yeah. Um, Do you know if D'Lo's a... I searched right now and it says that he's a free agent in 2019. So, so. Oh, really? Um, Let's see. Hold on. Let me try and... Oh, 2022. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think last year's is last. So, he is yeah, a yeah. this summer. Oh, he is. Uh, hold on. Oh, no, no. He's a free agent after next year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... He's making a whopping $31.4 million next year. That's crazy. Because it was off a sign-in trade with Brooklyn, so he got yeah, yeah. paid really good. He did. Um, okay, so that concludes all of round one. Mm-hmm. Next up, conference semifinals. So, John, conference semifinals... Uh, First up, Miami, Philadelphia. 
Miami won 4-2. Philadelphia, I, I don't know. Like, what do they do at this point? You you give all your marbles, throw it all in the basket for Harden. Daryl Morey does that. What do they do now? I don't know if you re-sign Harden, to be honest with you. Really? Or you want to do a sign-in trade at this point. Harden is... So you don't think he's worth the max? He's not the player he used to be in Houston. Um, it really seems like his mind is not on basketball. And I feel like he was a detriment to them last year. If they really move forward with Maxi yeah. and those young guys, I feel like they'd do better than they do with Harden. And get a few like veterans, maybe, or like shooters yeah. for Harden. But yeah. yeah, I don't see them making it very far with Harden as their starting point guard. I don't know. This one's weird. Because the thing is, like, Harden's what? How old is he now? Is he 33? Yeah, something like that. 33. Yeah. 32. So, if he's 32 now, you send him to the max, which is five years, you're going to be paying him, like, $45 million until he's 37. Yeah. That's People said good. Chris Paul was a bad contract. Look at him now. Like, it's, it's a really good contract. He's an MVP candidate. I think if you sign Harden to that, it's just going to be a terrible contract. And yeah, we're going to have a bad taste of Harden at the tail, of an, tail end of his career. Um, and I think this is kind of like something that he gets after like not really prioritizing his body, not really prioritizing you know, basketball in the beginning of his career. Um, like we saw other players do. So like we saw LeBron do since he was like 18, 19. He's been Prioritizing his body every offseason, not really going out and partying much. Um, Harden hasn't really believed in that, and he's 32 now, and it's all catching up to him. If and he, it's catching up quick. If he goes to um, Philadelphia and shows them that he like made changes and that he's he's in the shape that he was in Houston, sure, give him the max contract. But at this point, yeah. no, it's not worth it. I don't know, John. I. I Something about me feels like Harden is still the player he is in Houston, and we just haven't seen it. Like, it's in a shell, and it's... Because we've never seen a player turn this good, this bad, this quick. Yeah. Like, we've never seen this radical change in such a short amount of time. Because he was always a playoff performer in Houston. Like, he yeah. was a problem for every team that he played against. Something, Something's not adding up here. I think next year... Hopefully, there's a really good offseason. And what if he comes back next year? Harden, Houston Harden. Like, solid 26 a game and, like, nine assists. Like, I could see that happening. I mean, he was averaging 35 in Houston, so. I mean, like, but he's with Joel Embiid now. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but that's the question. Do you give him the super max and bet on him, or do you let him go? That's one of the biggest questions in the NBA right now. Yeah. Do you pardon or do you just let him go? I think they're going to end up giving him the Supermax. Just Uh because that's the way basketball works. The Supermax today is not going to be the same as the Supermax in five years when his contract's over. Salary is going to be way higher. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. But he knows the Philadelphia ownership quite well. Daryl Morey loves him. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's going to end up getting it. Whether he deserves it or not, that's that's a whole different question. Yeah. Um, but yeah. In terms of the series, I had Miami winning. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, had, I, I thought it would be a good series, but yeah, I still had Miami winning in like seven-ish. Um, they won in six, so... Not that far off. Um, but it's crazy because they were Philadelphia was down 0-2. And B comes back, gives them two games, and they just lose. To be honest with you. Like um, Embiid was there the whole time. Oh sorry. Uh I'm not gonna really like go with Philly ever at this point. Really? I don't think I don't think they're built for the playoffs, to be honest with you. With Embiid, I think Embiid's a playoff performer. 
But when you have Embiid, you need to surround him with like shooters and like one other star player, which was supposed to be Harden. But it just didn't work out. Like it's happened for the past like what five years. Mm-hmm. Um, they've gotten to like this conference semifinals and they just they just dropped the ball. Um, the only time this didn't happen was when they had Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, twenty nineteen. Which I still can't believe they they kept Tobias Harris instead of him. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like I just thought about it. We were just talking about D'Angelo Russell needing a team. Does oh. he kind of work in Philly? Yeah. If like Harden to Minnesota on a sign in trade. Yeah, oh. but you said like if you could, they're gonna get like D'Lo and like Patrick Beverly. Patrick yeah. Beverly and Embiid's teammates would be so fun. Mm-hmm. My gosh, I mean they would. I think that's a playoff team. And I think D'Lo, and then you have Tyrese Maxey kind of takes like the upper edge here, takes a takes a higher seat. And then D'Lo kind of blooms a little bit. And Patrick Beverly is there as a great defensive guard. You have Matisse Thibel. That's pretty legit. That's more legit than Harden and B to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just an idea. But next up, Milwaukee, Boston. Oh, my favorite series of the whole playoffs so far. This was it. I loved it. it went, I loved it so much. It went seven games without um, Chris Middleton playing even. I know. Milwaukee would have demolished. But I don't know. Giannis, Milwaukee, uh-huh. Giannis is probably, the. I'm going to say, the greatest player in the world right now. Oh, for sure. I agree with you on that. He's a top 20 player of all time. Yeah. Like, no question at this point with his career. But yeah, right now, oh yeah, no question. He's the best player in the world. KD doesn't even come close. LeBron doesn't come close at this point. I think he's, like, number one by a good, good amount of, you know. He can do a lot wrong and still say it number one player in the world. Yeah, he's, that way. he's, like, what, 27 or 26? He has two MVPs, oh, yeah. two depoys, finals MVP. Finals MVP. Championship team led by him um oh yeah multiple all-star appearances first team all nba a lot of times that's what if he wins this year if he won this year he would have been for sure top 10 to like like top 10 top 15 whatever anyone wants to say but he would have been like the number one player in the nba right now like for the like perennial like for the next five or six seven eight nine years like he would have been Giannis is like way above everyone. I think if they had um, Middleton, they would have won for sure. And maybe four or five, no, not four or five, probably like five or six games. Yeah. But they don't make changes here, right? You don't think they should make changes? No, they shouldn't. They they have that championship team still. Like, yeah. they didn't really move anyone, so. Bobby Portis stepped up, though, this, this playoff. So I really appreciate that about him. Mm-hmm. He started his career off as like a very uh, immature player. Remember, he got in a fight in the locker room with Nikola Mirotic. He like punched him, and then, but now he's kind of like developed into like this great backup veteran power forward, which is like very random. But I'm proud of him. Proud to see what he's done. He's kind of taken that PG t- PJ Tucker role. Wait, wait in, in Chicago, he. Nikola Mirosic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the locker room, he like punched him, and then uh, they like I... got in a big fight. Um, wow. And like everyone was like, "Oh, this guy's immature. He shouldn't be in the NBA." Or like, "How's he still on a roster or whatever?" But Bucks understood his talent, took him in as a great backup, and he's he's uh, doing great things on a great playoff team. He's getting good minutes in a deep playoff team. So proud of him. But. Next, another series that went to seven games, Phoenix-Dallas. You have, um, I'm sorry, this series shocked me completely. Like, I really think um, for Phoenix, this should have been five, six game series. Yeah. Like, it should not have went this far. You have Booker and... In a game seven, you have Booker and Paul. Not not even crack 20, right? Yeah. 
Luca had oh my. Luca had all their points at halftime. Like he had all of the Suns points combined at halftime. You can't do that in a game seven. There has to be like a sense of urgency, like and give me the ball, I'm gonna go to work. And they just really didn't show that. I think it's crazy that they didn't that they did not take that game. Yeah. Uh, I I'm still in awe of what the game seven looked like. Mm-hmm. Like, I was at the gym with my friends during that that game, and like we were watching, and they were down by like thirty or forty, and we were like, yeah. like everyone was just like standing in front of the TV, like in awe. Oh, like I don't know. This was a Phoenix team that was in the finals last year. I know, and then you lose by that much to Dallas. Like I don't know what happened that game, and they were home. Yeah, in a game seven against a young team that has never been to the conference finals. No sense of urgency whatsoever. No. And the thing is, they could have, like, lost by, like, 10, 15 points, and it wouldn't have been that big of a... Like, it wouldn't have been a huge deal, right? When you lose by that much, the next day on media, like, on TV, everyone is talking about, okay, how do we split up Phoenix and restructure this, blah, blah, like... If you lost by 10 points, they would have said, okay, no problem. Let's take this the next season and see how it goes. Oh, my bad. I forgot to say. I'm just thinking about the West, how stacked it is. We forgot to mention the Lakers next year. Like, at this point, like, that means the Pelicans are going to be like the eighth seed. I saw, um, I saw this thing and it said that the only players on the Lakers that are under contract are Westbrook. James, Davis, and Tucker. That's it. Who's Tucker? Talon Horn Tucker. Oh, Talon Horn Tucker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every time I think Tucker, I think uh, PJ PJ Tucker. Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, THT. Yeah. That means we have a lot of money to spend and a lot of fresh, fresh, uh, fresh players. So we'll see what happens. What do you think of them hiring him? Oh, he's, I heard he's a good coach. I honestly don't, I didn't know a single thing about him before. Hmm. But, yeah, a little side conversation here. I, I think apparently he's a really he's like supposed to be that young stud. Like uh yeah. like who? Like they compared him to uh Monty Williams was always a backup. He was a head coach before, but he was always a backup. And then I think that they compared him to Monty Williams and someone else. Like Tyrone Lou, that's who it was. Mm-hmm. Who was like a backup for a championship team in Boston. Um so that was Darvin Ham last year with the Bucks, and they said like now he's gonna be like great. And LeBron likes him. That's all yeah. that matters. I know a lot of the players like him. Yeah, if he's a players coach, I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what he. Uh... And you know what? I think that he must have something like. So the, I was reading about it. They said one of the big thing like Lakers emphasized in all the interviews was. They asked all the coaching candidates. Um, how could you use uh, Westbrook? Yeah, how can you use Westbrook? And apparently he had like really good responses to that. So I'm really curious to see what he's going to do with it and how he forms the team. Mm-hmm. Like so what his idea is. But I kind of trust him. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. So they're not moving Westbrook? No. I, I, I don't think anyone wants Westbrook for the price we want to sell him at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like... Yeah, I don't know. I, I really want to see him do well. He's like, he's been one of my favorite players, but at this point when you have him hitting the top of the backboard. And yeah. I don't know. It's... He had that one game winner though, or that game tire against Toronto. Did he? Yeah. Oh, yes. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three-pointer. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. That was funny. I randomly turned on the TV that time. That like it was a Friday night, I think, mm-hmm. and I randomly turned the TV on, and like it literally like the first thing I saw was that shot, and then, yeah, I was like very surprised. But definitely, they need to resign Monk though, and yeah. they need to get a few shooters and people that fit the team rather than I. They really shouldn't have a certain player's input on a lot of these things that they do. A certain player, quote unquote. Yeah. I feel like we need more players with the European play style. 
Yeah. Like, it's too American. Like, it's too, like, take the ball and, like, finesse and, like, show this and show that. We need more, like, team basketball. Like, Adavis Bertans. Oh. <laughs> um, um, you have to... But, I feel like you structure this team after the 2020 team. Yeah, exactly. But we need, like... That team has, like, Rondo. I don't know. It'll be interesting. That's, that's, I mean, that's a whole other episode. That's like, yeah, that's a big, that's a big, big topic. The Lakers on their, like on their own have so much to talk about. But, um, yeah, we talked about Phoenix South. Next, Golden State Memphis. So you didn't want Golden State to see Memphis. No, I did not. Because I knew they had Jaron Jackson and our tallest center is 6'9". Yeah. And Jaron, yeah. Jaron Jackson's a power forward too. Jonas Valanciunas right. is their center. I mean, that they're a pretty big team. Or they had Adams at center, which was scary. Oh, yes. Wait, Jonas Valanciunas isn't. Yeah, what am I saying? He's in the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steven Adams. Oh, that's even scarier. Yeah. yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I was really nervous during this series, more than the Dallas series. I felt like. Like, if they got their big men going in the first two games, it would have been over for Golden State. But 4-2 series win. They also lost. They were, like, down by 50 in one game, which was was really bad. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. And that was without John Morant. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This was a fun series, though. I'm not going to lie. It didn't go to seven games, but it was a lot of fun. And Jordan Poole was not that much of a factor as he was in the series before. I'm telling you, Memphis is legit. Like, they're good. Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, like, they're a legit team. Yeah. Even, uh, what's his name? D'Anthony Melton, like, they're they're a good team. Those players, I feel like they did not miss during that series. Like, yeah. Um, Jones. Jones is crazy. Jones? Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. Oh, yeah, Tyus Jones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, they came out of nowhere, which is, like, like a lot of these players are very average backup players, but somehow this year it clicked where they all yeah. became like they elevated as players. And they turned it on in the playoffs. Like all of their their um their role players and stuff like that, they they really went off during the playoffs. And I think like a lot of it you have to like appreciate Taylor Jenkins, the mm-hmm. Memphis Grizzlies head coach. Because he he's a young coach. I think it was his first head coaching job. And I remember I was like who on earth is this guy when they hired him? But he's an amazing coach. Like, yeah. this team is so young and he's already led them to number two seed. Um, and uh, they almost beat the team that's probably going to win the finals or I don't know. They made the finals at least. That's one thing. But yeah. next up, we look at conference finals. There are two series here. Miami, Boston. Series is tied 3-3. Game 7 is today, which I'm super excited about. It's going to be. 5-30 Pacific. Yeah. Super exciting. Um, Who do you think wins Game 7 today? I had Boston winning the Game 6 in Boston, but at this point, I do not know, like, at all. You have... It's really based on Jimmy Butler at this point. If Jimmy Butler has a game that he had, like, Game 6... I think Miami takes it. But if they figure him out, it's Boston. Yeah. You're relying on someone to score 50, though, which is scary. Miami's home. Yeah. Like, you remember you talked earlier about unfocused teams or teams that weren't very focused? You talked about about the Sixers and the Warriors at some points. Yeah. Miami, uh, I don't want to say unfocused, but inconsistent. Like, they have some games where they're up like they 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 win by twenty. They have some games where they lose by twenty. They have some games where it's close. And today I have a really bad feeling. They like they oh, I don't know. I feel like today's not gonna be a close game. I want it to be close. I don't know which team is which team is gonna blow out the other. But this what's really like disappointing about this playoffs is like there has been barely any games that have been close. Yeah, it's. I don't know. We'll see what. Okay, my prediction: Miami wins by 
eight points. I don't know. I don't know who I want to see out of those two teams in the finals. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see Boston. I think I would much rather see Miami. Yeah, because the Warriors. Have... Yeah, because they play small too, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm at center. Yeah, and I think actually Tyler Hero comes back today for Miami, which is also a boost. Oh, <laughs> so it's gonna be a Jordan Poole Tyler Hero battle if yeah. we get to the finals. Exactly. Two great six men. Yeah. But Boston is so good. Like I never knew Boston was this good. Like and they're so young, which is so scary. Tatum and Brown are like 22, 23, 24. Like they're just so young. Where do you think okay? This is kind of like a weird question, but where do you think Tatum lands all time? Oh, it's too early to say. In my opinion. Like Luca, you can kind of like tell. I think Tatum is way too early. He hasn't won an MVP. He's never been in MVP discussions. But I think if you look at next generation stars, superstars, there's three players in the NBA. Giannis, Tatum. Well, no, I feel like, no, I'm saying like next, like Giannis is already kind of in his prime. Like players weren't even in their prime yet. Okay. Uh, so Tatum. Think? Yeah. Uh, as a Warriors fan, I want to say pool, but I'm not going to no say No way. I'm not going to say uh, jaw. Jaw, yep, that's the one I have. Uh, and then one more. No, Luca. I have Luca. Right, right. My bad. So yeah, those, those are like my three. Like, um, and then I don't know, Zion. I really think could make a run for like join that group. His health. And is, you have a you have a second group behind. And then you have like a secondary group, which is like Lamelo Ball. Tyrese Halliburton, like those type of players. But like the first group, those three, like superstars. Jordan Poole's in that second group. I don't know if he's in that second group. I would say like third group. I mean. Maybe second group, maybe second group. Just for you, I'll say second group. It's going to be his team in a few years. I, I don't, you know, let's talk about that now. So Dallas and the Warriors beat Dallas 4-1. Warriors demolished. But Luca put his best foot forward. And we already talked about like co-stars with Luca. So we're not even gonna get into that. Let's talk about the Warriors now. What will the Warriors look like in five years? That's hard to say, because you they gave up a lot of their picks, right? Yeah. So I don't know. To be honest with you, they're a really they're a young team, but they're also like I feel like, I don't know, they have a lot of young players and like they also have a lot of players that are getting up there in age. So, yeah, I feel like it's going to be Poole, Moody, Kaminga, like all those young guys who are really going to have to take over and become that like 2015 core that they had. Um, but yeah, I'm really hopeful for the future. Mm-hmm. Also, what do you think about Kaminga? Oh, yeah, I love Kaminga. He was my favorite player in his high school class. I love Kaminga. Like, I'm a big Kaminga fan. Um, he's very raw. So I'm excited to see. And if there's one team that can develop him right, it's the Warriors. It's Warriors, yeah. Moses Moody, I think, is going to be, like... I think he's actually going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I think, like, he can be, like, that pool player next year. Like... You know, Poole came out of nowhere. Like, he was in the G League last year. Yeah. And this year, he, like, came out of nowhere. Um, we'll see. But, yeah, I don't... Warriors are weird. Like, I don't know what their future is. Like, I don't think that they even know what their future is. Because, like, I really think Poole's going to chase the money and leave. Right? I really And then you're he- stuck with old Steph and old Clay and old Draymond. And you have to wait for them to leave, and then you could start fresh again. But you still have Kaminga, and you still have Moody, who developed. And Wiseman, too. And Wiseman, that's right. Well, so I, it's, it's interesting. If they, had, if they had Wiseman this playoffs, if they had Wiseman in the final, it would have been over. No, I don't think so. Yeah. You think so? I don't know if Wiseman makes them better. I think that they play way better when they're a small team, because they're so fast. But if you, if you put in... That's part of their, like... 
eliteness. If you put in a, a seven-one center, I don't think that hurts you. But no, I, I, I don't know. Defensively, they're already really good. But by the way, if we see, we'll actually let's talk about it. So finals, so Warriors are in the finals, and the next, let's say they say they see Boston, right? Warriors, Boston. Those are the two best defensive teams in the whole NBA. Yeah, it's gonna be like a 2000, 2000s final. It's gonna be so fun. Cause I don't think we've ever seen a finals like that. Like not in our era. Like, and if they see Miami Warriors, that's still a still really very defense. defensive series. Um, offense, of course, Warriors keep up Reg. Boston Warriors would be so fun. But I still want the Heat to win. Just because I don't want the Celtics. To get that next cha- that next banner? No, they're not going to get the next banner. I think the Warriors win it all this year. I want the Warriors to win it all. With, but, how, with how inconsistent they've been. They're not inconsistent, but like... Like we were saying earlier, like unfocused at times. Yeah. If Boston makes the finals, I don't think they're going to win the finals. <laughs> Like, Same I don't I, see the Warriors beating Boston. You don't think, really? No, I don't think so. I, I think so. Because you have to have players that could guard Tatum, Brown, which on, who on the Warriors would that be? Green or Wiggins? Wiggins is a great defender. Um, and then you have the others on Boston. They have a really good, like, backup and really good bench. We also have that in Golden State. Oh, now now that I think about it, I don't know who would win. The Warriors, Boston would be real. Actually, Miami, any of these three teams, like whichever team wins today versus the Warriors, is, will make the NBA so much money. Like yeah. it's this is a dream for them. They'd so, much rather have this than Dallas or Memphis in the finals. So like this is literally they're living the dream. The NBA, like they're so happy. Some oh. people thought that the NBA was rigging it to where the Warriors got like a huge rest in between this series yeah. and the finals. But I saw that. I don't think that's true. That's, that's not the way it works. Yeah. Uh, we have to have some faith in the NBA. But you heard that um, that NBA referee that like, he was a former referee that came out and said that like sometimes they rig the games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he rigged a lot of like Michael Jordan's games. Yeah. So, he got sued. Like uh, He went to jail and stuff. Yeah, he did go to prison. So, um, I, I don't know. know. So, like, okay. So, let's say Boston wins this year. Like, you think they will. Mm-hmm. Tatum is their best player. Is he... And he's, like, 23, I think. Let me look up Tatum's age. Yeah, he's Tatum around. is 24. Oh, he's older than I thought. But, like... Still pretty young. Mm-hmm. What does that say about him? Like, is he all of a sudden put his like, like, like um, what? What? Do, what's the outlook on Tatum now? Like, is he like one of the best players in the NBA? Like, are we putting him top five? Um, I think he's still developing for sure. Like, you see him like making improvements offensively and defensively still. Like, he's definitely he definitely hasn't hit his prime yet. But mm-hmm. I don't know where you put him if they win this year. Because he would obviously be the finals MVP if if they did win. Unless, like, someone makes a crazy shot, like, at the end of the game, like, for a buzzer. Yeah. For game seven. mm -hmm. So, I don't know where you put him. I feel like he still has to do, like, he has to get a few more accolades for us to discuss that. True, true, true. But, anyways, I'm excited for this finals. I think the Warriors take it all the way. One thing that scared me was the Warriors celebration when they I beat know. Dallas. They were so they acted like <laughs> they acted like Patrick Beverly. Yeah, they acted like they won the whole finals already. Like you saw Jordan Poole kissing the trophy, like crying. And like yeah. I was like, okay, this is not like they already think that they're like their confidence is like like that's not really good. Like I wanted one person to at least say like I was listening to the interviews. I wanted one person to say they like, didn't say like yeah this this like, is a job's game. not over like yeah, Kobe said yeah. you know like something like that. No one said that, which kind of scared me a little bit. Like, yeah, me too. They're mental. Like, they really like they're at an all-time high. And then Stephen Curry got MVP. 
Western Conference MVP, which I don't think he's that. ever gone. He's ever never gotten that. So he himself was like super like happy and like, like. Yeah, they should not have added that. To be honest with you. Yeah, that was a weird ad. But I mean, it is what it is. We'll see what happens tonight. I'm excited. Um, I think that covers the whole entire playoffs. Yeah. That's a that's a crash course of the NBA playoffs this year. But anyways, I appreciate you coming on today, John. My big pleasure. time. I always have fun talking to you about basketball. It's always a very nice, you know. I, I forget that we're being recorded. I just think it's just us talking about basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Until next time, thank you so much. And do you have any closing remarks about the playoffs? No, thank you for having me and go Warriors. That's all. Go Warriors. Go Warriors. We'll see. I want California to do well, so go Warriors. But thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for our next episode coming out. So thank you guys very much.